if what we're talking about in terms of lifestyle choices is choosing between preparing for tomorrow and living for today, goddamn, it's dumb to not try to do a little of both. Matt and Woody Experiment, episode 155. You know, Woody, I saw something that said there is now like 100% chance of recession sometime in 2023. Have you seen any stuff like this? I haven't seen it, but I feel it, man. Uh, I can really feel it. I got a notification the other day, said my, my quarterly 401k report was ready. So I decided to ruin my day and open that up and look at it. Maybe we should just be glad that we're 40 and not retiring right now, you know. Hey, I keep telling myself I'm just accumulating more shares. I don't know. I, I the, the negative forecast, I guess, is looming financially. You sent me something interesting about this because, you know, new research that indicates what people should strive for is unconventional as far as financial habits. The big headline of the article was it, it said, maybe it's not so smart for young people to start saving for retirement early in their careers. Um, and then it was a fairly lengthy article that went through explanations of how there's this uh, Nobel Prize winning theory from the 1950s that they're applying to today's times as far as retirement's concerned. With the thought process behind being, hey, this is called life cycle model. And in this life cycle model, you should strive just for consistency throughout your life. Uh, I thought that's what I was doing. Does this make you rethink your approach? Not really. The article kept going back and forth on getting very narrow and specific uh, instead of an overarching kind of view of things because uh, way down in the article, it was going to great lengths to point out, hey, we're talking about retirement. We're not talking about savings talking about saving for retirement um, and then it, it, it talked about social security and how oh yeah if you don't make a lot of money then a lot of your retirement's going to be uh, paid out through social security and I'm like wait can we pump the brakes on that real fast because uh, I'm not counting on social security I'm not sure about you they say it's going to be there when we retire I'm not sure you know, is the money going to be there? I've never assumed that the money would be there, but that's because I would assume that at some time we'd have to rein in our debt. But we've decided to keep printing money for things, you know. And I'm not I'm not expecting it to be there, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's the idea is just keep printing money. Hey, it's worked this far. Uh, let's keep doing it. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if, like, stuff like this is just sobs. You ever wonder that? Yeah. Like if they're if people put out sobs articles like uh to tell you for instance, quiet quitting. I almost feel like that's been tried to be covered as trendy. Okay? And I look at something like this and says, Hey young people, don't worry about saving for retirement. You know, and I'm just wondering, I'm like, man. I feel like a lot of people are being told things that just don't make sense. Maybe I'm too cynical. Yeah, I, I get the general idea behind it, talking about, hey, if you're rational, you want to allocate resources over your entire lifetime. 
Uh, but I'm also rational enough to know that, hey, my my healthcare costs are going to explode the older I get. Uh, and again, I'm not going to depend on money being there from taxes or some kind of government program to to help me out with that. Uh, it's cool if it is there, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bet everything on it. Right, like this and this healthcare system you speak of. How's it functioning right now? <laughs> Right? Like, I don't know. I read things like this, and I'm just like, man, this is psyops. Are they trying to confuse the public? Where is... I don't know. I feel like some things financially or uh, socially, I just noticed there are certain things that we're talking about on the podcast that are almost like maybe counterintuitive to how things would have used to have been prescribed to the public or what would be considered conventional wisdom. Does that make sense? Hey, we've seen a lot in our short lives, man. This podcast has been going on during the weirdest time in history. The more and more I pay attention to, the more and more things that I read, I always question the intent of things. Yeah, well, then maybe this article is right. Like, we don't know the future. So why why put so much into it when we're young? Uh, I think it did have some 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 points that it pointed out that were were kind of good. Uh, like you can consider like a mortgage good debt, and if you spend more towards your mortgage when you're younger instead of putting that money towards retirement, then you can flip that into an asset later in life. Uh, I understand that. Um, somebody pointed out that uh, in economics we assume that people prefer money today compared to money in the future um i think inflation has taught us that uh so it, it did make some good points but overall you take a look at your life see what you want to do with it and do it uh so like i heard a while back somebody talking about well yeah actually you wouldn't you shouldn't save so much for retirement you should just take vacations like every five or ten years because if you just save up all that money in hopes of traveling when you're in your 60s or 70s, you're not going to have as much fun traveling as you would in your 30s or 40s. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it, that kind of makes sense, too. It's just all how you want to spend your money and your time. If what we're talking about in terms of lifestyle choices is choosing between preparing for tomorrow and living for today... God damn, it's dumb to not try to do a little of both. You know? Like, there's there's some line that you got to pick because uh, what you're saying about enjoying it now, that makes sense. You know, my dad died when he was 44. Think about how young that is now at the point that we're at. You know? So if if you can't presume that there's always going to be a tomorrow, like, you do have to pick certain points in your life to live but uh it also helps to like try to assume that you're going to be around for a while and get prepared for it too yeah and i will say uh you made a comment on this podcast uh, a while back where you said it's hard to go backwards in life and if there's any time in life where you're just gonna wake up eat shit and just keep going you probably want to make that some of your younger years because when you're in your 60s and 70s, you're probably not going to have 
as much appetite for that shit. Speaking of like preparedness and finances, have you followed up? Have you heard anything about 50 Cent and his son? Have you seen their back and forth on social media? It seems like they have beef. Would you, is that accurate? Would you say they have beef? Beef to me is indicative of some type of conflict with with rappers involved, you know? I think they got family problems, bro. <laughs> That's so much thicker than beef. So much thicker than beef. It's a lot to cut through there. Part of what this kid has done that has sparked a lot of coverage lately is he uh he went on some podcast or something like that and disclosed that he's getting $6,700 a month in child support. But he was almost mocking it or saying it was inadequate. So it's interesting because this is 50 Cent's kid saying this, obviously, but it's interesting also because he's 25 years old and still getting child support. Like, did you know that that happened? I I didn't know that that was possible. I thought 18 was the cutoff. Man, I didn't understand that this kind of stuff went on either. But uh, anyway, he's getting like 6700 a month. And uh, he was almost like kind of just saying, like mocking this. Almost like he'd been left behind or something. All right. I think we said this in a previous podcast about Russell Wilson. But you really got to watch out for the people that you surround yourself around. Uh because you can tell, like, his friends probably co-signed that way of thinking. And then he got on a radio show and decided to talk about it. And the host was like, what? Wait, what? $81,000 is not enough for you to survive on a year without having to work for it. Bro does know he could move to Texas, right? Uh, eighty grand a year in the right town. Dude's living like a king. Yeah, and let's not overlook the last part I said. He's getting that without working. Like, if he had a salary to add to that, man, he could probably have two houses. Is 50's old lady, is she in this kid's ear? Because it seems like this is one of those deals where mom and daddy separate, and then the kid is brought up to hear, your daddy ain't shit, da-da-da-da-da. Right, and he's twenty five years old and saying that eighty thousand dollars a year is nothing. Yeah, you have to be taught that. You have to be taught that eighty one thousand dollars is nothing. Uh, and it was funny the host of the the radio show he was on pointed out he was like, "Well, you know, you're only getting half, right? Your your mom's getting the other half. Like, she's got your money too." Uh, he didn't want to talk too much about that angle. He just wanted to stay on on the 50 part. But, uh, yeah, 50's paying twice that much to both of them. Uh, and apparently 50's son has a lifestyle that he's accustomed to. You, you keep hearing that people have these lifestyles. And so what are you going to do? Ask him to change his lifestyle? He's accustomed to it, man. I was thinking, though, like, if you're going to have beef with a dad... Gee whiz, 50 Cent, imagine 50 Cent being your dad and you have, I shouldn't say beef, family problems with 50 Cent. 
because 50 Cent is like a hard dude, you know? Uh, have you paid any attention to their back and forth on social media where they're trolling each other? You call it, is that trolling or is 50 just keeping it real? You know, 50's like troll level uh, expert, you know, level 50. Uh, you know, they saw, they shot pictures back and forth in the last few days on social media where his son spelled out entitled with money. With some kind of caption like, oh, y'all think $6,700 a month is so much money. Something like that. Apparently, he's got wind of the feedback to what he said. Um, and then 50 responded by spelling out broke <laughs> with his with money, you know? I, I'm trying to imagine. I'm like, how do you have public beef with your dad? Who's fifty cent? Like this is the same dude who told, who dared Floyd to read one page of a Harry Potter book during the ALS challenge when they had problems with each other. I mean, oh my God, fatality, right? <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I guess it keeps his son in the news because uh, his son is an aspiring rapper as well, so he he needs to get his name out there. We were talking on Russell Wilson about authenticity. Part of the reason that 50 worked in rap is because there's a certain level of authenticity in what uh, some of his subject matter was. So I don't know if Marquise will have the same uh, effect, but we'll see, you know. Hey, you could be the most successful emo rapper out there. Emo rapper. Yeah. So so oh my he's, God. he's not on the streets. He didn't get shot in the mouth. But, yo, he's got problems with his family. His dad won't give him more money for child support. Uh, $81,000 just isn't enough for him to carry on his lifestyle. And he he's emotional about it. I think, I think he could have an audience for that. That's a real relatable pain, right? <laughs> anyway. Hey, you got any recommendations for the people? Uh, I watched a movie the other night called A Quiet Place Part 2. If you're somebody that's been thinking about watching The Walking Dead but didn't want to dedicate too much time to watching 11 or 12 seasons, just watch this movie instead. Uh has many of the same themes, just condensed into like an hour and 40 minutes. So uh, in summation, monsters are bad. Bad monsters turn people into monsters kids don't listen they do infuriating things there you go that is a movie for you uh one of the one of the funny things about the movie is uh killian murphy uh played the tough guy in the movie and so they do the thing that they always do when you're trying to show that somebody's the big tough guy he just wears a bunch of layers of clothes like killian murphy's probably 140 pounds but man, they try to make him look jacked. Like he's walking around with his arms out the whole time. He's wearing a puffy jacket and a vest underneath that jacket and a long sleeve underneath that. Um, it really works for him. Where can we get that again? You can get that on Netflix. Uh, watch part one too so you can get caught up before you watch uh, A Quiet Place Part 2. Uh, recommend both of them. Cool, cool. Uh, my recommendation this week is musical... Tyler Childers' Can I Take My Hounds to Heaven is the album. 
Uh, I'd encourage you to listen to the whole thing. He's got eight different songs, but uh, it's kind of cool because he's got three different versions of these eight songs. Uh, and uh, they're all, you know, slightly different or got a certain different heading. Like he's got the Joyful Noise version, the Jubilee version, the Hallelujah version. You know, so it's just eight songs, but kind of three different ways that they recorded them. Uh, it's got a lot of gospel themes. And what I take from this is I think if gospel had been presented to me with a honky-tonk backdrop, I might be into gospel music. A, a little upbeat to it? I let, Man, it just, damn, put a little funk in it. You know what I'm saying? It ain't got to be so, like, vanilla. You know how gospel music is just, like, vanilla? No, because I grew up in a black church. Damn, you don't know, no. do you? Shit, well, listen, white people, gospel music, when we were little, is very vanilla, okay? And, uh, Tyler has like gospel themes and uh, uh, a lot of references to heaven and things like that in the in the in his music. Most of the time, I don't go for that, but in this, I enjoyed it heavily. But I think it's just like over honky tonk music, you know. He's uh he's got a great band behind him, and it's just a good uh, good record. I'd recommend it. Anyway, that brings us to the end of this one. We will see you on the next one.